The current spoiler warning level is beige. Friends and folks, for this episode, the spoiler warning level is be- be- beige. Is be- I don't, I don't. What we're talking about a bunch of like dodies and base jabbers from a million goddamn series. Um, and so it's like it's you know you got you got Gundam and you got Zeta and you got Double Zeta and you got a whole bunch of stupid garbage. Um, not that I. I Listen, um, I'll let you know when we're going to talk about future Gundam stuff. There's a, there'll be a spoiler warning before we go into what, what's this timeline called, uh, advanced generation, which is age. And then after that, we do a regild century, which is Reconquista. So I'll spoiler warn you there, but like, none of this is actually, who cares? It's just little planes you stand on. None of it matters. (laughs) Um, and then in case you care about that, I will also separately, uh, give you a point to jump to because we have a question at the end and the question is not spoilery. And so if you want to hear the question, you should jump to one hour, 20 minutes and 15 seconds, and, uh, you should be good to go. Uh, please enjoy the episode. Friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista NG. How many pairs of nippers is enough? I'm Six Dotmar from Scanline Media. Uh, I'm Dylan. I think you only need one, as long as those are sharp. I would say I would say two. Why two? Because you have one for when you're cutting like further away from it, mm-hmm. and you're using, and so it's like thicker plastic, and you can use crappy clippers uh, nippers for that, and then you have your sharp ones for the final cuts. That's fair. That's fair. Um. Yeah. No. 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 Woody, come back. I. I think that's just fair. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Well, let's get into some listener requests. Seeing what half of the list we're on. First half. Okay. Right, off the table. What do we get? What do we get? Okay, so I don't have to go to work for three hours. Okay. Well, a little more than that, actually. Um, which is good, because we're talking about the Dodai. Ah, does that include other subflight systems then, too? It includes all subflight systems. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay, hold on. We minded up doing a part two of this. This is going to be a long one. Oh, no. Yeah, no, it is. I'm thinking about that, and it, you're not wrong, but ooh. Because uh, I have... Uh, thank you... Uh, uh, I mean, damn you, Monophonic, for, for picking this, but thank you, Mono, for also providing me a list of everything we'll need to cover. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. So we're starting out with the Dodai YS, which is the original one from First Gundam, the first mm-hmm. subflight system I believe we see. This is the one that the goof rides on. Um so uh yeah, the Dodai YS. The Dodai is a 
it, it, ironically, it's not really... I don't know if it's meant as a sub-flight system originally, right? It was not originally. It was originally yeah. a bomber. Yeah. But Rambo Rowell was like, what if I... Does Rambo Rowell even ride on it? I know the goof gets associated with it, but I can't remember if Rambo Rowell actually rides on one of these or if that's when you just start seeing the mass production goofs. I think um, that's mass production. I don't I don't think we get that with uh, with Rambo. Okay. He just likes he just likes jumping around and making his his heat rod go in and out of his arm like it's a tongue. <laughs> he he does do that. Um so yeah, the Dodai YS, it's like a weird bomber. It's very flat. So you've got on the top middle the cockpit uh the cockpit is flanked by what I assume are just like two jet engines like yep. the air intakes uh Clearly, yeah. And then on the front you've got all these little ports and I believe these are all missile launchers, which is funny because this is considered a bomber, but actually it uses eight missile launchers, which I've played a lot of Ace Combat. Bombs and missiles are not the same thing. Well, I mean, they could be air-to-ground bomb missiles. I, that I, still would, still, you would could still call that a bomber. It's not necessarily, hmm. eh, you know, listen. Who knows? Fair enough. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, uh... In the middle section on the bottom, you've got, like, a couple of little landing pads that look like the plastic nubs they sometimes put on the bottom of things, like little stoppers. Mm-hmm. Um, and some more, like, sort of vents. I assume these are, like, shutters that open up, maybe, for, like... I I would say getting in and out, but actually looking at that, you'd still probably have to crawl to get in then, so I don't... I don't know. Um, and this has four wings on the side, like, so you've got... Two front ones, two rear ones, and then you've got two more wings on top. Like Oh, Dylan, those are for ones. VTOL. They must be for VTOL. Oh, because does this do VTOL stuff? I guess it, it does. It does do VTOL, yeah. yes. Okay. Just incidentally, it can also... It could, it, it could carry Zaku-types and Goof-type mobile suits, apparently. So, um, Apparently, that's why... Interesting. I actually never knew this detail, but the wiki mentioning this actually makes me think... I This is one that I could see as being real. Apparently, the reason why all goofs have commander antenna is to keep in communication with the Dodai. Oh, sure. Uh, which is why, even though non-commanders use the goofs later, they still have commander antennas. That's, you know, that's actually kind of an interesting explanation there. I kind of dig that. Yeah, it makes sense. It's really funny because the Ver anime uh, Dodai, because they did a Robot Damashi uh, Ver anime Dodai, um, is really funny because it comes with a bunch of support equipment for the goof as well, namely in the form of right hands that are the Vulcan hands and left hands that are the normal hands. Uh, so Because, you know, in later in the show we start having goofs with double machine gun hands and sometimes they'll have uh, just two normal hands. So it's just like, okay, I guess they just gave that with the Dodai. Sure. Um... Yeah, no, the Dodai is, it's like a fun little plane. Uh, you know, it's it's got that very silly feel that a lot of these uh, vehicles do in First Gundam, where they feel very, they, they feel very cartoony in a specific way. Like, especially mm-hmm. with, like, all the wings on here. It feels like a very 70s, like, vehicle design, right? Like, 70s anime. I know that Gundam is on the cusp of 70s to 80s, but this just feels patently, like, 70s to me. Well, even even when we go into eighties, it doesn't necessarily go away because I mean I think I think there's a very clear line from this style of of Zeon design from the one year war to the buff clan and Ideon, you know. 
Yeah, I guess that's true, actually. Yeah, this does feel like it would be, like, a, a buff clan vehicle, actually, looking at it. Um, it's cool, though. I like it. Uh, it's just a little guy. Uh, you can have a goof jump on it, and, yeah, that's what it does. And it just has a ton of fucking rocket engines. Yeah. Yeah, if you look at the back of it, uh, uh, eight smaller ones and then two large ones. Which, like, okay, so if you're just using this as a bomber, like, what's the plan? Are you, like, dropping the bombs, like, ten seconds before you reach your target because they're going to have so much fucking momentum? I, I don't know. Also, I assume we're just going to do these in the order that they're on the sheet, right? Sure, why not? Okay, because, yeah, uh, I guess that works out because the next ones would be the variants because we have the Dodai GA. Actually, wait, does it say what the YS stands for on there? Uh, at all on this page? Doesn't look like it. Uh, let me check MHQ just in case. I just want to know what the YS means. I'm sure I'm sure we don't know. But I wish I knew. Yeah, no. Okay, yeah, MHQ neither. Uh, I guess well, we it could be the, the Y is the, the classic experimental thing they do. Yeah. Maybe. Well, the next one is the Dodai GA. This one Gah. is This one is a version that has gone a little funkier. Um so it it's weird. It actually omits uh So this design how do you even go about it? So what you have from the original design is the two intakes around the cockpit have become uh anti-ground missile launchers. Uh, and then on the front of this, you've still got four missile launchers in the middle, and then the two outer missile launchers on either side have been replaced with intakes. To replace the ones that are now the the grouped 10-tube like, missile launcher. Yeah, and then on the wings on either side, you've got like these, they're not really jets or anything, they're just- I think they're just fuel tanks. Just uh, Yeah, I guess fuel tanks, maybe for a longer range bombardment. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's just- you know, that's the Dodai GA. Uh, now, someone did mention in the notes here that in um, Giren's Greed, there's actually a second Dodai you can make that just has this color scheme. Uh, which, if it's in Giren's Greed, it's got to be before MSVR, because MSVR is like one of the later ones. So, it was probably just happened to work out that way. Um, so, given given that the Dodai YS has the eight missiles and, and the eight missile launchers and they're none of them are marked as being like special they're just missile launchers whereas this has the the two ten tube ground anti-ground i'm gonna guess that ga stands for ground assault or something like that that's fair um and then also we have oh this one's boring the dodai 2 from uh mm -hmm. eighth ms team yep yeah no it's so on this one the the intakes now have the wings on them instead of the main body at the bottom. Uh, the top of it, the canopy has a slightly different design. Um, this does not have any onboard weapons anymore. This yeah, is mean, a devoted mobile suit carrier like machine. Mm -hmm. which, yeah, you assume that this is meant to be like much cheaper than the other ones. Yeah. Um, and... Since this is going to technically go into other things, this does pop up in Gundam Unicorn in the background of one shot, too. Mm -hmm. uh, I think alongside a regular Dodai there, actually. <laughs> you get the YS back there, and you get the uh, 
just I guess all the Xeon remnants using all the fucking subflight systems. Yeah, uh, the Dodai two. I kind of don't like it just because it's a bit boring. Like, it's it's a cool shape for a plane, and I like that the the wings have moved to the intakes, and the intakes have become boxier. But like the fact that it doesn't do anything on its own just makes it like oh. Uh. It's it, history. Four of these were used to tow the Absolus One during its test flight. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and this is designed by Kimitoshi Yamane. Um, a name is familiar to me. Right, because he's worked all he's worked on a lot of Gundam all the way up through Reconquista and G. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, not the most exciting Dodai. I guess it's not bad either, but you know, it's what it is. Uh, next up is the Lightliner, which, which we don't this? get to talk about because we've already covered it. Oh, right, it's this thing. Okay, yeah, because uh, we talked about that in the gym episode, right? Yeah, it's like a hang glider for gyms. It's yeah, kinda, same, it's same with the great, Corvette but... booster, didn't we? Uh, great question. I didn't check that one. Corvette. Yes, we did. Yep, okay, cool. So we already covered those, actually. Um, scoot. The Scoot. Or Scoot. Uh, hold on. The Scoot? Which one is this? This one's a dumb-looking oh, piece of garbage. Oh! Oh, look, it's, it's like the... um. It's like the Mega Rider. It's like an early Mega Rider or something without the beam cannon. So it's just a, uh, I assume given that it's scoot like that, it's gotta be a, it's, it's aquatic, right? No. No? No. No, this is a flight unit. I mean, look at those, th- those are rocket nozzles. That is not oh, aquatic. Yeah. yeah, looking at the uh, rear of it. Yeah. Huh. I also like the way it's positioned where it seems like it would, like even their image of it with a, a Zaku holding onto it, it's like. It'd be very hard not to get hit by the rocket, like, you know, exhaust. Yeah. This is a weird suit. Um, MHQ notes that uh, it has hand grips and it somewhat resembles a uh, rider on a motorcycle. Apparently, Okawara, I guess, liked this concept since the Mega Rider also happens later. This must be a space use one because it otherwise is space, this yeah. doesn't make this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it mentions that this is like a space. This is basically a space scooter that it has. Also, speaking of which, uh, while the wiki uses uh, scoot like that, uh, it is called just the scoot on uh, MAHQ. So this is one where I'm assuming we've never had a proper English, you know, text of it. Uh, I like go scoot. ahead and go. With, I'm gonna go with MAHQ. Yeah, I like scoot. <laughs> I trust them over the Gundam wiki. Uh, next would be the Dodai Kai, which is interesting because, uh, surprisingly, this is not developed from the Dodai according to the way they do this. Um, this is the one used by the AU. This is the one you see very frequently with the um, uh, Hyakushiki. Uh, this is the fucking things. classic. This is yeah. the lad. This is one I think of, actually, when I first think of like a subflight system things riding on. Mainly because, like, also, in a lot of games and whatnot, the Hyakushiki gets to like use this as part of its repertoire of, like, you know attacks like in extreme mm-hmm. versus it can jump on this and stuff and it's just I, I like this design uh it does have three tube uh three tube missile launcher uh i don't know where the missiles are they on the there are little uh hatches right below uh, oh, the yep. intakes yeah oh so it's actually got two three tube missile launchers okay cool um so yep uh there is a uh, apparently uh the upgrades to this because it is made for mobile suits 
is that you can actually have two MS mounted side by side on it, and they don't necessarily stand upright. They kneel and they can, there's like a grip they can grab onto that hmm. pops up. Um, I think part of the reason this stands out as like this is the subflight system to us is because. It's in Zeta, you know, like, I think Zeta, actually, I was going to say it's the first time. I might be willing to say it's the only time I can think of where subflight systems are so heavily used by protagonists. Yep, because basically throughout the entire Earth arc, you have them being used a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I like this design. It's, it's also interesting because it's unmanned. The MS that's transporting it actually, like, steers it, which is interesting. Um, because all the prior ones have also had to have pilots, which is another reason why, God, I, I just don't feel like it would be great to be in the Dodai 2, for instance. No, no, that sounds like a bad time. Yeah, because at least the other Dodais, okay, you have bombs, so it's just like, okay, occasionally I have a mobile suit with me, and also I have bomb like, missiles and stuff. So, I, I am a functional vehicle. The Dodai 2, no. The Dodai Kai, uh, it has missiles, and it's remote operated, so, or not even remote operated, I guess. Uh, because I, I'm assuming, given that it mentions that it is steered from the MS, uh, I'm wondering if the grips allow it to, like, be steered. Or the connections to the feet, clearly. Yeah, that that works too. Um, ooh, I do really like that uh, Project Zeta uh, artwork, which I believe that is... Is that Ianase doing that art? I can't remember uh, who did the Project File Zeta Gundam art. Um, but I, I like that image of the uh, DJ on it, along with its uh, actually using that weird like shoulder to carry the beam rifle. That's a cool. Mm-hmm. That's a cool. It does image. look good. Um, also, a way cooler looking beam Naginata because it's actually a beam Naginata now for this art instead of you know the usual. Um, also, Mono does note there is a 21st century real type version of this. Let me see if I can find that. Of course, that just being a model variation. Mm, oh yeah, I, they actually yeah. they they did I it. Found huh. it. It's huh. I'm not I'm not gonna list it separately. It just is you know different like art interpretation of it. It's clearly the same machine. Yeah, I'm but... not as big a fan of this one actually. No. Um, it just goes with like a very standard like aircraft blue gray, and then see, I've actually liked a lot of the real type colors because I think they're interesting applied to mobile suits. But it turns out when you apply them to like a support vehicle, it's just like oh, you've made it look a bit more realistic in a way that loses some of the charm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. You know, but all right. Uh, next up we have shackles. Let's see. I think this is the one in uh Shar's counterattack, but let me double check. Oh right, if I just look up shackles, it's gonna tell me what a shackle is. This uh, it's also thing. it's also in uh Zeta. This but this is just the like these this is just the space sled. Oh yeah, okay, this is like the uh Yeah, it's interesting because if you look at the design though, the AUG and the Neo Zeon ones are basically completely different machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so um the AUG one, yeah, it's like a very flat uh sort of like as you said like a sled um for use in space uh and then uh it, it it's unarmed it just has a latching mechanism so the mobile suit do stand on it um freely because you know just they just slide their feet into it um 
it's a cute little vehicle it's the i'm trying to just think of a way to describe it yeah very flat uh all yellow um you can see where the, like the feet plug into basically on in the middle it's mm-hmm. kind of funny because if you look at the art in zeta they actually omit the feet plugs because the one of the times we see something writing it uh it's a rick diaz which has way too big a feet for it so they just don't draw it with that which i think is really funny mm-hmm we do get it with the uh, with the Mark II though. I know it's good. Yeah, it looks good. Um, it's pretty neat. Uh, and yeah, the reason why the feet plug in is so it can actually use you know the arm armaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is also the CCA version, uh, which I think looks really cool. Um, so it, makes it looks like a submersible. Yeah, it's also it's weird because it could be manned or it could be operated unmanned. Uh, just depending on the use. Um, it only can carry one mobile suit, but compared to what uh, the Federation is using at the time, which we'll get to in a bit, the base jabber, it does have more thrust, uh, which is kind of cool. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. And it looks very sharp. It, it, yeah, it looks like a submarine, basically, like a like a first Gundam-style submarine almost. Yeah. Um, which is neat. Uh, or, or the coolest, like, or, or like, you know... If those hand grips were moved further back, it would look like this is like a roller coaster ride or something that you would get on because those two little sure, back areas for the feet. That. The back feet areas look like seats to me. They just look like seats. They do. They do. So it's like, are you prepared, riders? You sit down and then that thing from the front shoots to be like the arm bar into the back. It just like scooches back uh, for some weird ride. I don't know why that's where my brain went, but that's what it looks like to me. Um, the next one on our list would be the Gator. Oh, mm-hmm. I like this one, actually. This is from uh, Zeta Gundam. This is the Titans use one. Uh, this one's kind of cool because it almost looks like a transformed mobile suit or something. It's pretty minimal, but the colors, I love the colors. This sort of lilac. Yeah, I just like, like, it, it resembles to me the Wave Rider because it almost looks like, like the way the jets are on the back. They look like the folded up legs kind of, but flattened. Sure, I can kind of see it. Also, like, if you look at them as legs, to me, they almost look turn A-ish. Yeah, that yeah. That flatness, yeah. It's really weird. Um, this, this thing has a strange structure. So, yeah, it's a flat body. A lot of these are going to be very flat because they're just meant for carrying mobile suits. Uh, it's got, like, two little tiny wings on either side. Um, it's unmanned, I assume, because there's no cockpit whatsoever. There's, like, nowhere a human could get mm-hmm. into on this. Um, and, yeah, I like the two sweatback thrusters, though. It just looks really good yeah these are fun actually i thought huh i was kind of dreading this in a way if i'm being honest uh i mean yeah. all of these are just quick hits it's it's they're quick hits bad. but they're actually not too bad yeah and the designs mm-hmm. are fun uh the flying armor this is the other zeta one i think about because well the high grade uh the old high grade mark ii comes with this so i was used to seeing it a lot uh, mm-hmm. and this is the uh uh the one that um when the mark ii is riding down to earth what it rides on if i remember right uh for jabro specifically Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a yeah. specialized dodai. Yeah. Um, and then it ends up actually. It's interesting because I don't think it's capable of atmospheric flight. This is just for reentry. And even though it's called the flying armor, uh, what I remember Camille doing with this is surfing. Because mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah it's, it scoots along the water, and that's when they're fighting like all the uh, one year war MSV suits, like the uh, Zaku, like marine type, and all that. Fun fact, uh, this is the birth of, uh, so we watched, um, through 
uh, Gundam, Zeta, and Double Zeta, and NCCA together on on one of my discords as sort of like a, a friend group, right? We would yeah. Saturdays we would assemble, um, and uh, my friend Nick, uh, co-host of Bottle Crow, has a soundboard, and it is the flying armor here that inspired the running bit ever since ever since its appearance doing the surfing stuff. Whenever there was especially when mobile suits were flying near or interacting with water. But sometimes when Nick was bored, even when there was just water on screen, Nick would use his soundboard to play Wipeout. <laughs> you know what? That's a good bit. I like that. So, I like that. So when I see this thing, I think of Wipeout. <laughs> you know, that's completely fair. And like I said, incredibly valid because I think that's funny as hell. <laughs> Nick's pretty just funny. Just hearing, hearing. Don't let him. Don't let him hear. I said that he's a nightmare human, but he is pretty funny. Compliments only reserved for people, uh, not n- not when they're present. Yeah. Um. All right, and then next would be oh, interesting. We were talking about the me- uh, the Mega Writer, and I forgot about this having a prototype. Though now that I see this, I remember this because yeah, Anaheim Anaheim Laboratory log. I remember one time it had an update, and I was like, this isn't a mobile suit. I don't care. Um, even though this is a ridiculous machine, uh, the way the, uh, Proto Mega Writer looks, um, so it's a Mega Writer, but <laughs> sure. it, it's in gray, Jesus. it is covered in stuff though, there are, uh, so the front has the bean cannon, right? Uh-huh. On the bottom of the bean cannon, you have like a little, like, what looks like a laser scanning eye or something on the bottom? Yeah, you have two different. You have you have like and then on the top a, you have a standard like a... camera, and then you have, have yeah. the, the laser scanner, and then you have a big like face camera, and then you have side two side camera. cameras, <laughs> uh, and lots of like intake ports. Uh, then you've got this seat for the mobile suit, which looks like it, it kind of grips you. It looks like it has like a claw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the Mega Rider like you know foot pedals that are there. Uh. Where this really gets wild is, okay, so along the back middle area behind the seat, you have another camera on top, and then you have a fucking radome. Like, it, it's like an arm, though, that juts uh, out yeah, and, ra- like, uh, can move, and it has uh-huh. a radome. Uh, then on either side, for the big engines on either side, they've added what look to be, I assume, missile launchers on top. And then they have, like, the three tube smoke dispensers that I love. Uh-huh. And then two Gatling guns, like sentry-looking turrets. Dylan, look at the middle. Look just behind the seat. What do you see? Uh, exhaust? I don't know. A row of extra E-packs. Oh, those are E-packs. Oh, I see that. Okay. I thought those were, yeah, huh. I was like, maybe like a, an outboard, like, cooling system. No, those are E-packs. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, it's designed for three gym-type MS to ride on it. Wait, where? What? Uh, where? So the one rides in the middle, and then if you look on the sides, do you see below the Gatling guns, those arm bars on the... Uh, You're uh, kidding. Yeah, they I hold sit on, to on the that? Bars. No, That's... they hold on to the bars. They just hold on to it. Oh, so it's space only, or are they just being like... Or he's like, you just have to go fast Dragging enough them? momentum I... drags them behind. Um, it just says hold on to the bars on either side of the craft. I don't know. It is also equipped with a cockpit block and a living space for crew, as well as a cargo compartment on the rear. This is a tiny ship. What they have done is, <laughs> they've done that idea that, like, comes up that I sometimes like with, like, the inlay, where it's like, ah, what if we just got rid of battleships, but, like, in the weirdest way possible? It's, like, I, I 
don't understand. I I kind of like it because it's so absurd, but I don't understand. We don't always have to understand what we like or don't like. It's fine. But, oh my god. Like, I kind of like it too. It has a kind of charm to the ridiculousness is the thing. It's so, it's like impractically yeah. over-designed in a very charismatic see... way. Yeah, this feels like a, it also like the way that the gyms pile on it feels like a fucking Halo vehicle or something. I, I, I kind of love it, actually. I hated it at first when I saw it, and now the more I'm looking at it, it's growing on me. The I fact mean, that just... it has a living space for crew and, like, this these cargo contain this like, if you look at the back of it, you can see it just has, yeah, a large cargo container. Like, a little box that can open up. And it's just the more you look at it, the more stuff there is. It's like, okay, there's, okay, the beam cannon, okay, a million cameras, okay, the Gatling guns, the ray dome, the missiles... The hand bars, the EPAC, like, <laughs> fucking rack. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I love this, I, I love this 11-tube missile launcher that it has. Uh, that's ridiculous machine. I kind of love it. Just, at this point, like, why don't you just deploy these without the gyms? Why do you need the gyms, honestly? Right? <laughs> this is just like a ship, basically. I guess the gyms can defend it a bit better. I don't know, but... This thing's ridiculous. I love it, actually, now. I've decided I love it. Um, I love the fucking sentry guns that are going on with the Gatlings on either side, because they just... Ridiculous. Uh, alright. Let's see. During the early stages of the first Neo Zeon War, the final test for the Proto-Megarider was conducted at an abandoned colony. At the time, it was subject to sabotage by Zeon sympathizer within Anaheim, which led to the total destruction of the abandoned colony. But the Proto-Megarider itself survived and had no functional problems. Okay, sure. So they blew up a colony around it, and it flew out and was like, I don't know what that was about. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Alright, sure. Alright, and then the, uh... Alright, now let's get to the actual Megarider. From Double Zeta Gundam. This machine is fucking cool. It's so dumb. And it is dumb in a way that now feels less ridiculous after looking at the Proto Mega Rider. But if we had just gone straight to this, still pretty ridiculous. So you still got, like, some of the same ideas going on other than it way toned down. You've got, like, the beam cannon on the front. You've got a lot of intakes all over this machine. You've got, like, the foot pedals. You've got the little gravity claw seat. Um, and then you've got, like, the two side engines. This is much more of, like, a, a, a mobile suit riding, like, a ridiculous, cool, like, space motorcycle with a beam Yeah, like a hover bike. Yeah. Than, uh, whatever the hell the last thing we looked at was. <laughs> um, yeah, it just has a mega bazooka launcher onto the front of it. Um, it can only fire four shots intermittently, but can actually, uh, fire more continuously using the generator from the MS. Ah, Double Zeta fucking loves draining the fucking uh, generator on things. I I feel like they should have left the missile launchers on this. I mean, yeah, if the design hadn't been made like 30 years later, I would agree. But also, the Proto Mega Rider was made 30 years later. I know, I know. But you look at this, and this is a thing that's crying out for some missiles to like... I mean, because you've got a very limited uh, angle of attack with that mega bazooka launcher you at least need missile missiles to push them into firing range yeah and it's not like the ms can really like easily readily aim around i do love what, what look, look at the image of the double zeta writing this what's going on with the double zeta's double beam rifle on the perspective on it there in that frame i know it's 
bad to judge a single frame of animation, but there was some weirdness happening there. I mean, they were just in a hurry. It happens. I just, I mean, like, I'm looking at the barrels, and I feel like I'm looking at an optical illusion, because the barrels are equal length, right? That's what they're supposed to be. But if you look at the perspective, the rear one should stop sooner than the front one, but instead they end at the same spot. So now it looks like, it looks like they're, like, diagonally twisting around each other or something is the only way this works. It does look like that, yeah. Just breaking my brain from a, uh, like, as someone who likes looking at optical illusions, this is an optical illusion happening here. Um, yeah, this is a ridiculous machine, and one of my favorite things is in, uh, the Gundam Battle series of games for the PSP, right? You've got, um, subflight systems in those. You can make a ball ride this, and I think it is the funniest thing on the fucking planet still. <laughs> uh, specifically the ball Kai, that way it matches, uh, the color scheme. I fucking love it. I, I, I one time I also, God, ancient Twitter joke was me joking about the Bododai, which was when I put a ball on a Dodai and was using it to clear out the entire Federation campaign, uh, just because it was funny to me. I had these videos where uh, that I wouldn't post now just because uh, they have Highway to the Danger Zone in them, and my brain would go, oh no, I'm going to get copyright striked for posting like a full-length song like this. But mm-hmm. I had like the video on YouTube and posted on part of it on Twitter where it was like... Uh, just playing Highway to the Danger Zone as I'm going through a level with a ball right, uh, riding on top of a Dodai firing its ball cannon. Uh, that's, what, that's what I think of with subflight systems, is all, all, very old times. <laughs> uh, I have to see if I have that edit of the... Um, way back earlier, also, just to mention it, because it's very dumb. Uh, the um, the Dodai art has, like, real uh, for the original model, has some incredible art where, like, the goof is, like, a weird cloud ghost behind it. And I replaced mm. the cloud ghost with a ball because of this. Um, very dumb old joke, but yeah. I'm just thinking about it now because the Mega Rider reminded me that, oh yeah, you can also make the ball ride the Mega Rider and it looks just as ridiculous as you would imagine. Yeah. <coughs> I, I, look, Gundam games rarely ever put the uh, sub-flight systems in. Um, like, the, even the SD Gundam, like, G-Gen games have them and generally, like, they just ignore them because it would be way too hard to animate around them. Which is fair. I totally get that, I like, complaint. But also, more Gundam action games need to let you... Like, I, I think in GBO2 they should let you <laughs> equip subflight systems. <laughs> that would be funny. They, I could, they would, I they could would... see it for space missions. I mean, I think the problem... <laughs> you, couldn't, you, you couldn't do it for ground just because those maps are so fucking small. Yeah, and also... Giving flight to things, uh, as we know with the Zeta Era suits, already has kind of made the meta weird in, in ways, or, like, they can do really weird things. Or even, like, the goof flight types. So, be fucking hilarious just being able to, like, ah, I got a Dodai on my roll. <laughs> Great. Just, you have to gacha for them, too. They're their own thing. That's what I'm thinking. But you, but Awful. then you have to, you have to sortie as a Dodai, and you're like, hey, does anybody want to jump on? I could... I can fly uh, around. <laughs> okay, real quick, because I need a linky. Here's some Mega Rider shenanigans with me testing uh, some stuff on them, uh, along with uh, along with uh, the F91 hanging out on the ski ray. Uh, so the the Gattle can ride this as well. Uh, and then what's in that second image? Oh yeah, that's the F91, which is way too small for the Mega Rider, but mm-hmm. it still tries, and it's all the. <laughs> It's also funny on that one. But yeah, see, look, the ball slots into it perfectly, actually. 
on that last one. This is just an upgraded ball. This is like a like a badass Ace custom ball. It works okay. It works okay. Uh, it's very funny to me, though, still. All right. After... Oh, God. It is the time for base jabbers, of which there are a lot of designs. So, all right. Uh... All right, the original ass base jabber mm -hmm. from Zeta Gundam. We've got a very flat flight system again. Uh, though this one's a bit more round, like if you're looking at it from the top other than the two wings, which is kind of unique. And it has a, a single mega particle cannon mounted on the bottom of it. Um, yeah, it is a thermonuclear hover jet. It is a subflight system. Um, so yeah, it's, it's neat. Uh, it has front grips that can work with apparently like all types of mobile suit manipulators and also the mobile suit takes control by grabbing them. And as per usual, it looks like the, the, these can also like hide basically like they pop up out of the mobile mm -hmm. or out of the, uh, bit. It also, uh, like the original design has like a little like rear flap for, I guess, keeping the suit from falling off of it. <laughs> This, or I guess it could also be for braking, maybe. I don't know. Well, no, because yeah. if this has a mobile suit on it, though, it's not really going to help. The mobile suit's going to be doing more air resistance than that. Um, so I'm going to just assume that it's a very tiny, like, little pop-up foot pad. I think that's right. I don't know. I've never liked the base jabber. Yeah, the base I, one anyway. I, think it's, I think it's fine. Uh, I like the little beam cannon on the bottom of it, but yeah. Um, so yeah, this is used by the Titans in uh there uh it's like this is like the actual counterpart to the dodai kai mm -hmm. and then you get to the shars counterattack one which is the base type jabber 89. type 89 which i don't know why it's called the type 89 um just because like it's 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 it mentions it's developed <clears throat> It says in UC0093, the Earth Federation developed it. I want to imagine it was actually developed in 0089, just because that makes the Type 89 make sense to me. Or that could be when the project started or something. Who knows? Yeah. This is a weird design, too, actually, because, like, okay. So you've got the, like, little front area. And this one, I believe, can also... It's the same thing where it is uh, pilotable. Mm-hmm. Because um, there's a very obvious cockpit there. Um... It has, like, the CCA one, though, has, like, searchlights on the front of it, too, on either side, which is interesting. You've got the two little hand grips that are popped up. It's very flat. And then I can't, I've always liked the design of the sides of the Type 89, actually, is the thing. Yeah, it's cool. Because it's got, like, these, like, weird... It almost reminds me of, like, a TIE fighter, I guess. Like, the the way those, like, you know, the little triangles are on there. Sure, it reminds me of, like, the... Just because it's, like, this darker textured area that's built into, like, this, like, kind of, like, you know, gridded frame. It reminds me of, like, the, the wings on a TIE fighter, like, the side wings. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it does have distinct foot pads, but again, because they're, they, they've designed them actually for feet, now they look like roller coaster seats again to me or something. It's also neat that, um, so, underneath it has two big propellant tanks, and you can purge that and have a second mobile suit under there. Or, I guess, just not load them on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh and uh it has a bunch it has four landing legs on the bottom as well. It's got like side grips too. Uh I don't know if that's just for like tying it down or something or having it like strapped in. 
Um, or maybe just for a mobile suit to be able to grab onto the side of it or something. Or for moving it around the hangar. Yeah, oh, that makes sense, yeah, for moving it around the hangar. Um, but yeah, uh, the Type 89 does omit the weapons from the original base jabber. Mm-hmm. So it is just its own thing. Um, but yeah, it's a neat little design. Um, then we have one more base jabber in this group. It's time to truly take a step backwards. Oh, wait, what? Uh, oh, just, oh, sorry. Yes, design-wise, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, because this is uh, the base jabber type 94, which is all propellant, uh, like <laughs> propellant tanks, and it loses all the charm of the original design because it's very plain. It also loses, I mean, it loses everything about it, right? Like, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's very inexpensive, and congratulations for that. But it is just two propellant tanks with a fucking, like, a handle on them. It's gonna, like, it's gonna blow up real fucking easy if anyone shoots at it. It's not very elegant. It doesn't have any good utility. It's not gonna be very maneuverable. It's a piece of garbage. Yeah, and the propellant tanks... Uh, since we're just talking unicorn, shouldn't mention it uses the same model propellant tanks that are actually on the full armor unicorn. Theoretically, this is where the full armor unicorn got its propellant tanks. I think is the idea is oh we have some of these extra propellant tanks lying yeah. around for our base jabbers. We'll just slap them onto your suit. Um, yeah, I'm not no, gonna it's basically a, this by the way. Who, yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's basically a frame though. That's why I don't like it. It's basically just a frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, nothing. It's just, yeah, it's a very nothing. It's not a very filled out machine because once you realize that those, it can also purge the the uh, propellant tanks if necessary. It's just a very, like, the machine itself is very, like, low-key nothing. Uh, I do like to mention here that by 0096, the base jabber received minor improvements, making them 30% faster than the prior model. Uh, the prior model of what? So the Type 94 is in that, too, and then also is faster? Like The Type 94... The Type 94 is faster because it removes everything but engines. Well, no, but look at the, uh, so, look, if you look at the 0090, well, wait, hold on. Oh, 96 is that one. Okay. Yeah. That's, okay. The way that they worded that on the wiki, I assume, sorry, I assume this was, like, just saying that, in general, they made the Type 94, which already existed, into a faster thing. Sorry. No, this is, they're talking about the 94. The 94 is faster than the 89, which, of course it is. Uh, Of course it is. It's all rockets. Yeah. And no sense of aesthetics, so. <laughs> um, Alright. Scorn. Scorn. Next will be the Galsazon. This, this point, I guess I'll put in a spoiler warning. Oh, hey, yeah, this friend! Uh, so the Galsazon is from Hathaway's Flash, or Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway, uh, for the movie name, for the US movie name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the design is similar between the uh, movie and the novel, I will say. The novel version is a bit more squat, but a lot of the ideas we're going to cover are still there, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the Gaussazon is a. It almost looks like a car, <laughs> like it's designed to me. Yeah. But instead of, of having wheels, it has four thrusters where wheels would be, and it's like a convertible that all these that up to three messers can hang out in. It also uh, looks kind of like the center of it looks kind of hollowed out for. It's like a convertible that like they just didn't build the center. <laughs> yeah. So you have a you have a single uh, messer that can hang out on the front, and then you can have uh, two loaded into the sides. Basically, is the idea. Um, mm-hmm. I I think the original one only had the one messer in it, uh, whereas this one has all of them. Uh, 
the me- the messer is does even though it's like really like good at like flight in terms of like falling gracefully it doesn't actually have full flight capability so they use these when they're on earth and i mean all their terrorist operations for mafti are on earth so they're going to be using these a lot Mm -hmm. um and yeah i just like the design of this i like the four like weird like ball thrusters that are all pointing downward uh the handles are neat i like the colors a lot like that weird like cream color interior is really cool actually because again it does make it look like a car interior just that color Mm -hmm. um yeah it's just a neat little hovercraft and i like the idea of three messers just hanging out in it (laughs) oh yeah just the boys on the way to the mission Mm -hmm. yeah it's good Mm -hmm. it's just a cool design um god i i love just gotta read them aloud because it says the known pilots because this is something that can uh be piloted uh i'm wondering if it can be used remotely or if this one being more complex does need a pilot because all the ones we see are piloted um pilots include uh gauman nobile civet anhern raymond kane and hendrix heo god i love these names um but yeah uh this is just a cool machine uh just yeah it's a carrier it does it does have a uh, three beam cannons and it does have missiles um mm-hmm. trying to see if i can see where the beam cannons are because it mentions three specifically which is a weird number i if you look well, at the clearly below, one on you can each see side. one underneath yeah there's one on each side and one in front because you can see near where the handles are oh okay i see yeah yeah okay they're on the two sides there okay i see and actually, even looking at the original art of this, you can actually see all three very easily. The original art of this, actually, you know what this looks like to me? Is an Akira Toriyama vehicle in the original it does. art? It does. Like, the weird mechanic, like, when, when Tor- Toriyama gets, like, really into, like, weird Dragon Ball capsule core vehicle design. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it makes me extra think that this must be able to be piloted unmanned because, I mean, obviously it's good to have uh, turrets placed there just for, you know, for coverage. But since they're exactly right by the handle, it feels like they must be able, like, that the messers who are not driving must be able to, you know, do gunning. Yeah, is what they're doing, probably. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Just a cool sub-flight system, and we don't see, like, a lot, a lot of them in the movie. Uh, We get, like, the one scene where they deploy, but it's still cool. I think it's a cool design. Um, You know, I think about it, and I think part of the reason that you can, you want to have pilots in this, like the way, the reason we see it with pilots is because uh, Mafti is not a, cannot send a fucking, you know, big old battleship everywhere. And so they need someone to be like CIC. Yeah, and they do do that role, if I remember right, even. Like, they do have communication with one another. I actually really like, uh, in Hathaway, just to talk about it since we're already talking about it. Um, I really like the detail of, like, if I'm remembering right, when they go into the city, even when they're communicating with one another, they're like, okay, we're going to be in a mobile suit thick area now, so communications are going to start to cut off and all that. I just Mm -hmm. like that acknowledgement, but also they do use them as support craft in that way. Like, they are all keeping in communication with one another until they all deploy off of the, uh, subflight systems in order to, uh, attack the, uh, hotel with all the, I need uh, to watch that movie officials. again. That movie was good. I watched that movie it with, was so good. I've only seen it once because, and I watched it with friends, and I wasn't able to, you know, I wasn't able to pay as much attention as I would like. I do still have it though, so I just need to watch. I it. I just, I very much enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Uh, I, I mean, here's the thing. I've always liked the, like the concepts within the novel already, so I was ready to just see them animated fucking beautifully. Also, the soundtrack fucking rips. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's a Sawano soundtrack, but Sawano does a lot more like weird discordant electronic stuff in it than he normally does. It's not just all orchestral stuff, which is why I like it. Um, it actually, the thing is, it just to talk about that for one quick moment. It sounds very almost kind of throwbacky. Like they know that this is developed from a late '80s novel, so they wanted to sound more like, I guess, like late '80s. Because like even like some of the songs in it, I would describe as kind of synth poppy and stuff. Like the vocal songs, at least the the one main club theme that I'm thinking of uh, as like one of the vocal songs. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting movie. I like it a lot. Very good. Um. Anyway, okay. Uh, now we have to talk about the one that. Uh, has not appeared yet on the film, but I believe this is also from Hathaway's Flash, right? The Casaria? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, this did appear in the film, actually. Okay. Or at the very least, it looks like we have film art of it, but... It's weird. So the Gundam Wiki ran into a problem with Hathaway's Flash that we can mention. Mm-hmm. Um. So... Basically, the movie and the novel have so many differences, like, in terms of, like, designs and stuff. Uh, and then the novels already have issues because the novel and G-Gen designs are also different. That they didn't really know what to do. And I remember, like, the first week, the 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 Cassie and the Penelope were just gone. Like, the original articles were obliterated. It was really weird. Um, the So the, the Galsazan, which I guess more people like, actually has a more well-maintained article where... You actually have, like, the tabs on the top for Hathaway's Flash, the novel, and, um, the Hathaway's Flash, the animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Casaria, you don't get that, but you do get both sets of art here. So, um, this is a weird one, because, uh, this is, this does actually feel like an upgraded base jabber. Like, this, or, like, this feels related more so to, like, prior subflight units than the, um, than the, uh, Galsazon, because the Galsazon feels very unique i guess i would say yeah right? it feels like it feels like a new idea and i think it is very much like again it's built it's built for this this vision of this um military group that unlike you know most of the stuff in 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 history doesn't have you know like a white base or something with them right it has to uh, it has to as we mentioned act as a support thing more yeah. than more than usual whereas here these are just subflight systems for units that would theoretically have support now when we talk about the novel one it'll be different but let's just go over them we'll do the animation one since it's the first one that pops up and honestly if you're watching gundam you're probably more familiar with that just because you know that's the one that's in the ova mm-hmm. um we see these carrying uh several of the um uh gustav carls from the film um i believe this is supposed to also allow for three if you look at it because if you look at the main one it has two handles on the front and one on each side it's really interesting how they've decided three but i guess that makes sense because i want to imagine that a squad deployment of mobile suits might have been standardized to like three per squad so you have a single team on each one would be like the idea um this one is also one that can i think be automated or it can have passenger cabins to carry personnel or civilians um I, want I would to imagine... not want to fucking ride in one of those damn things. No. Not at all. Especially because the thing we see in the film that happens with this is... Uh, ha- uh, Hathaway, as he's going down, basically going... The Gustav Carls can't fly under the atmosphere, and we are fighting over the ocean. Every time I destroy one of these, I've essentially taken out three mobile suits. So he focuses more on destroying their base jabbers than the mobile suits. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, well, they can only go down. 
from there. They can't fly. <laughs> Which I actually think is a really... Uh, again, lots of really cool, like, little details. And that's even in the novel. Because uh, I've read, like, the translation of the novel part that uh, Zionic did. And, like, Mafta even had... Like, uh, Hathaway has the same thing go on where he's just like, Yeah, no, I'm going to, you know... Every one of these I take out, I take out three mobile suits. So I don't need to focus on the mobile suits. I just need to dodge and destroy their base jabbers mm-hmm. or their subflight systems. Um, th- these are interesting though. Cause like, so the one designed for the movie, they made it much more standard. And this is a thing I've kind of noticed with like the film too, with the designs. Um, the film designs were eight, were, were fine going way more out there with the Mafti designs. And then it's kind of funny because with the Federation designs, they did the thing overall where um, they feel kind of more normalized to like how like Katoki does designs because Katoki is the designer for the film, uh, one of the artists. Um, and like you know, a lot of people have mentioned with like Unicorn, oh, he flattens the designs to make them all fit within the aesthetic of what they think you see is. But what I think is interesting about that is when you look at this film, you know, the Mafti designs they actually go with like the like more similar to like the novel versions. Like even though they did make the um the Gaussazon bigger part of that is because the original Gaussazon only seemingly can carry one suit, even though it's supposed to carry three, but there's no way to animate that. So they made it longer. Mm-hmm. Whereas with these, the novel version of, of these are also weird, but in the movie, they made them look much more like what we're familiar with. So you get like the Kasi Gundam and the Messers and like the Gaussazon, which all look really weird, but then all the Federation stuff feels familiar. And I actually think that's a really cool choice for the movie to make when it's doing its artistic reinterpretations. Yeah, and, I I definitely think it makes more sense, honestly, for, like... For this to the, look like a base jabber that has been upgraded. <laughs> right, because the Federation is just has this design lineage that they're, they're not going to yeah. break, you know? Whereas the novel version of this is ridiculous looking. I love it. It looks like a shmup fighter, which is why I like it. Because, like, the cockpit canopy design... And stuff like this looks like if you were picking a character in a shmup game, this would be like a heavy, like one that maybe moves slower, but fires more projectiles or something. Cause like, look at how ridiculous this little thing is. I love it. Well, I mean, if he, if, if the, um, the Galsazon was Toriyama, this is Shiro. Yes. Yeah. I like this thing though. It's very, it, it's, it's, both of them are very cute in their novel art is how I would describe them. They just seem like mm-hmm. cute little vehicles to me um so even though i like the uh art direction for the film that they went with with this just in terms of like idea i just think this is a cute design though for the novel one i like it a lot um Mm -hmm. it's it's just more bulbous and more compressed again i can see why they changed the design though because you're looking at this and you're like huh how do three gustav carls fit on this um they don't is probably the answer (laughs) um but yeah uh should note for equipment also it does have a collapsible entry elevator because we do see them board one of these in the uh Mm -hmm. in the film um all right next would be the setter and i don't even know what the fuck that is i'm assuming that's got to be either f91 or victory era well we're about to find out the setter uh no uh yes this is victory oh this is victory let's see oh Okay. Oh, this is a... I don't even remember this, huh? This is like a weird, like... Uh, hmm. This is like a standing one, I'm assuming. Cause it looks it's like, like a standing desk, yeah. Yeah, like... Because you got, like, the two little foot pads, and I guess you would just have that bar in the between your legs. 
uh, it's going to the back where the thrusters are. And it's got like a single little beam cannon on the front. And yeah. Or, like a little... Wait, is this is this for two? Uh, oh, Do you have one on each side? Because otherwise you can't. Like, how would you how would you ride that? There's shit in the middle. Yeah, I don't. It must be. Let me take a look at this. Uh, yes, two mobile suits in standing positions. Okay, cool. And then the uh, the platform the mobile suits stand on can be folded up to make it more aerodynamic when not in use, is what my assumption would be, because that way you're not you don't have these flat planes taking on air. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, this is an atmospheric subflight system, huh? And yeah, it seems to. Oh, uh, that is not a cannon on the front, though. Uh, according to MHQ, it has no fixed armaments. That's probably just a sensor. Huh. Huh. Just well, a weird little transport carrier, then. Yeah, I mean, listen, League, League Militaire, do what they gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> not everything they make is fantastic. Yeah. You have two little victories standing on this. Uh, and then we have the... Oh, no. I recognize the art immediately because it's like yes. the EMA-02 Thosteed, which is a crossbone Gundam subflight system mobile armor thing it uh this is a sort of a, a array is how i would describe this it looks like a like a manta ray or something it does like it does i like the stingray i, I mean I guess, it's cool looking so. kind of it's weird so you've got yeah it's got like a ray shape on the front you've got like these four bumps like chimney stacks almost is how they look or something They're uh mhq looking. has colorized art if you're interested oh uh, let me see that uh might be easier to see details oh it's oh never mind it's it's fan done so yeah yeah i think yeah a lot of the victory stuff we know what colors it's supposed to be i think but Mm -hmm. uh yeah a lot of those are colored in um because i think in sd gundam g gen they actually give all them you know color schemes Mm -hmm. the ones that didn't already have them um yeah and it's got two thrusters facing backwards and it's got like a long tail with like yeah. a bunch of hooks which actually feels like a nightmare because like what if you fall off this it's gonna stab you well like better to be stabbed past. and caught than to fall to your death i guess maybe i don't know I, it's weird I it don't is understand. weird uh so yeah it can carry up to three mobile suits standing atop it while manning an anti-air beam gun and two hanging from the spars that connect the wings to the body there. Oh, so that little that little strut going from the wing to the body, that's what you hold on to. <laughs> Fine, that doesn't seem scary at all. Yeah. Uh, it also can maintain flight not only in space. Oh, well, uh, okay. I would hope it could maintain flight in space, yes. <laughs> but also in the atmosphere under at least... 10 gr- strength gravity or they're I-O? trying they're trying to say that it can work in jupiter oh io like the but why did they capital okay whatever yeah because i'm looking at i'm like that's io but io is of, of Ju- yeah but it should be a lowercase o anyway yeah I, at first for a second i thought it said 10 and then i was like that's I, why i was no, like i was just... like 10 strength gravity yeah what it's, no it's io aka jupiter one the innermost and third largest of the four galilean moons of the planet jupiter okay yeah um uh for the record uh io level gravity is not impressive <laughs> yeah i was gonna say wait yeah um but, uh, yeah, on the front of this, though, uh, yeah, you've got, like, a turret. It, this one is actually the most Halo vehicle so far, because it's an actual turret that the mobile suit rotates, like, and holds on, like, stands by and holds on to, which is very funny. Um, I'm assuming it is not piloted? I don't know, actually. 
doesn't really mention whether it's piloted or not. I don't really see a cockpit as the problem, but who knows? All right. Yeah, who knows? We are out of UC now with subflight systems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because now we've got... Oh, no. Okay. Ah. I see what this is. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Why is there a subflight system in G Gundam? Uh, actually, there's one I'm thinking of that's not on this list that we'll talk about. Um, I just have to remember the name of it. But uh, the the Osseberg is the Neo-Norway, uh, quote-unquote... It's just boat. It just says unit-type boat on here. It's a boat. It's a boat. It's a boat. It's a boat that the, the Viking Gundam docks into. Like, it's got... It's got a little section on the front that it docks into, basically, and they connect the Viking Gundam into. It is a giant Viking longship that it rides in. Uh, that believe these uh, the oars are heat weapons. I believe, maybe, I don't know. Seems like it would be. Yeah, heat oars mounted with an e mounted a seemingly endless supply of heat oars for use of its sole occupant. <laughs> Uh okay. Yep. Also, uh it it actually gets destroyed by the Viking Gundam itself because the Spiegel does some uh nonsense. Oh by the way, I checked, uh just for an exact number. Um so you know that the gravity of Earth is one G, right? Yeah. The gravity of Io is zero point one eight three G's. So mm. not that impressed that that thing can handle that level of gravity. <laughs> Now, what I'm trying to look for is, what is that, like, flower pod thing that the, uh, like, the God Gundam rides in? Because mm. that thing actually appears in games as a subflight system, which is why my brain was like, oh, it's important we talk about that. Uh, I'm going to look on the God Gundam's page and see if I can find it. I just don't know if there's any, because even the, even, like, MHQ didn't seem to have it listed, so it might not have a name it might just be a thing i have absolutely no idea but you know what i'm talking about right yeah yeah when you mentioned i mean you know i will note real quick we've already covered it but technically we could cover fun psyche here <laughs> fun psyche is a subflight horse it, it is capable of flight all right well we'll just move on then for now to the cosmic era where we have the ghoul ghoul um this is a subflight system used by Zaft, and it is fucking weird looking. Uh, is this? Yeah, okay, yeah, this is the one the duel's always riding on, okay. Mm -hmm. I, I just associate it with the duel in my head for some reason. It's just what I do. Um, yeah, so you've got like two little slots for the feet to fit into. You've got like two turbines on either side. And you've got these big wings with some intakes and like little wings that look like they can move up and down. And the front actually has two vertical wings, I guess. Um, just stabilizers, I guess. Yeah, they're just on the front rather than the back. Oh, sorry, those like turbines that I thought were turbines on the side are actually missile launchers. Sorry, those are six tube missile launchers. Oh, okay. Um, I mean it's fine, right? It's it's got kind of a unique shape, which is neat. Um, and the wings can like fold up. Uh, but I mean. This one's not cool enough for me to be like, ah, oh, this is a great vehicle, you know? Yeah. I actually really... I do like, if you look at the From G Field art down there, much like the Mobius Zero, I actually really like that, like, art of it there by Yamane. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. right, that's why 
Kimitoshi Yamane duh because also the Moby Zero uh was when we talked about him last uh yeah that art is great actually I the way he draws vehicles when he's like doing the color art just looks really makes them feel much more impressive than like in the anime I also like the way that it can in his art it he shows that like the the parts that support the feet can sort of like fold down and it can like dive yeah it's That's cool looking it's neat I like the I like the way that he drew it here it looks way cooler because mm-hmm. the, the normal anime one is literally one solid color basically all the way through there's a little bit of gray details and it's just this green yep um maybe maybe the problem with gundam and space vehicles is they have to animate the fucking mobile suits so much that animating the vehicles well is just uh not a priority uh interestingly enough there is a version of this that shows up in sea destiny and it has a slightly different design um it actually looks like it draws off uh, Yamane's art here more so. Because if you look at the original one, in like a lot oh, of the yeah. art, huh. um, they, they, basically they make the camera sensors like more prominent on the front. The normal one is kind of inconsistently drawn with them, like very tiny, basically, or like sometimes even flat to the bottom. Uh, like if you look at the uh, second image in the gallery, like that's clearly on the bottom face of it rather than sticking out, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really weird. <laughs> Uh, this thing is not drawn consistently, actually, uh, it turns out. Um, but in Sea Destiny, it looks like they're drawn a bit more consistently, and they're a little bit more detailed. Which and it makes nice. it look better. It looks cool. Yeah. yeah, it looks like a cooler vehicle when you actually have, like, the cool front, like, uh, sensors drawn on it. Also helps that there's a cool guy riding them. Yep. But, um, okay, and now it is going to be purely spoiler time from now on. Yeah, interesting, though, that, yeah, none of these vehicles... I thought there would be more sub-flight systems or something in Seed, but I guess not, huh? The sub- they don't care. Most- most of the- most of the sub-flight systems are part of the mobile suits, right? Yeah, I, I guess I can't, it's true. If the I said- if I said are... names, I'd be getting into spoilers, but there are a lot of- a lot of mobile suits in Seed that just have backpacks that take off and stand on. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um... So let's see. The next one is the Wayboard. Mm-hmm. And folks, from here on, it's going to be uh, Advanced Generation and then uh, Regild Century, a.k.a. Age, and then Reconquista. So that's all spoilery time, um, though none of this stuff is very important to story or mechanics if you want to listen anyway. Um, but if you do want to skip, uh, you can jump right to the questions, which are at... One hour, 20 minutes, and 15 seconds. This is from... uh, Age. Age. Oh, this is kind of a cool little guy. Is it? Okay. Uh, I like it in the color art. I like its weird, like, little limbs. It's like a turtle. It's a dork. I mean, you know, and I like a dork sometimes. I get it. I think it looks like a little turtle. I don't know. I like that. It does have beam cannons and missile launchers. Um, I'm presuming the beam cannon is... Hmm, actually, it says two beam cannons and two missile launchers. So I'm curious where those are. I guess maybe the missile launchers are... I don't know. I'm assuming the beam cannons are the two barrels, though, that you can see on the front middle. Like, on the two sides of it. Well, um, well no, they go clean through. If you look at the back... No, 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 not the square ones. If you look towards, like, oh, I see the, I the see central. The, yeah, yeah the, that's like probably that's probably right. Yes. Yeah. No, no. The missiles are. 
uh but if you look at the line art there are doors on the sides i bet there oh they open up probably yeah yeah no i I like this little guy i like the little arms i don't know it looks like a turtle to me or something or you know what it looks like is like with how clean it's designed this looks like a like a robot enemy you would fight in a like a video game or something in a way that i i I just find it charming that's all that's fair that's fair i don't i don't hate it i just don't have very strong feelings that's fair all right now we get into the uh, Reguild century of Reconquista NG, and there is actually a lot of these. Uh, the first one being the Fry Shop. <laughs> Welcome to the Fry Shop, yeah. Or, sorry, I just read its name in Japanese. It is Fryscope. Uh, fly, yeah, Fryscope. Because it is Sukopu. So, I guess that's Scope. Okay. Sure. It's a very right. weird way of spelling that, but okay. Um, as might be evident by the colors, this is a subflight system uh, that is used by the Grimoires. I'm going to call it the Fry Shop anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it has the same color scheme as the Grimoire. has some cool cameras on the front of it. This is a very classically designed, though, subflight system, right? Like, this is, you know... This is designed by a newcomer, uh, Ipe Gyobu the first show he worked on within Gundam, which was G. Reiko, great designer. I love his stuff. The Fry Shop here, because I'm just going to call it that now too. Um, <laughs> it's a very classically designed uh, little subflight system, but it has just enough of modern details that like make it feel really cool. Like I love the way that like it has like the 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 way the little I guess sensors are drawn on it, right on the front, mm-hmm. like the two. It's almost like two eyes, and then you've got the cool like one on top, like. I just like the way this looks. I like, And I also like that it matches the mobile suit it's paired with, with the Grimoire. Yeah. Yeah, too few subflight systems make the effort to make the colors complement. Mm-hmm. Which I get why, but also this is used by pirates that are using it for that reason. Um, incidentally, the Messer, the Messer one from way earlier actually does. That's true. That's true. Uh, which is cool. Uh, uh, but also, next... don't worry. Uh, if you're like, oh no, we're going to be in for a bunch of bad subflight systems from this series. Nope. Uh, no, this one fucking rules. The triplet. This thing's fucking cool. Uh, where does the mobile suit grab onto it is my question. This is just a cool fighter on its own is the thing. Yeah, here's the thing is, it's oh, big. Oh, it's big. It's yeah. big. Okay, they hang on to, okay, I see them on the sides. Like, there's a cat, uh-huh. I think that's a cat she there. Yeah. Um, let me see, actually, let's zoom in. Who's on that? Yeah. Um, oh no, that's uh, the. Is that the Gaon? Looking at the chest design there? Or the Gaon? I don't know. Don't I think me. it is. Anyway. This thing fucking rules, though. This is a huge. This is like a huge space fighter. It's got. Uh, I like the missile pods on the sides of it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm presuming they would have them on the bottom and the top, just given the the design looks the same, like top and bottom. Um, I just like these missile tubes, and like, this is just a cool shape. Um, the original colors for the rough there are kind of neat too. Um, sort of like the minty green with white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do have like the Ptolemy, it's the Ptolemos' colors in a double O, mm-hmm. weirdly enough. Um, yeah, this is a cool, this is a cool machine. It's just a cool little, or cool big subflight system, I should say. Um, next we have, oh, I guess just to quickly describe it, because I just realized I was talking about how cool it is. This is basically a TIE fighter. 
but yeah, with like and, and like missile nuts. wings. And this is like like we made the Tie Fighter reference with the uh, with the base Jabber eighty nine earlier. This is like the inverted was, version of that, right? This is like silhouette wise, like uh, it has like that that like like that dome Round cockpit in the middle, cockpit, and like yeah. the sort of like the Predator wings to the side that way. Otherwise, like color wise and stuff, it isn't at all. No, no, it's the colors are purple, yellow, and red by default. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. The next one we have is the F-Rug. You know, I kind of dig this one, too, because, uh, when you look at the below of it, it's kind of cool. This one's, like, very, like, angular, is how I would describe it. Sure. Um, just very boxy. Uh, like, the whole middle section, if you ignore the two wings, is basically just, like, a big, like, square-shaped section. You've got, like, a little cockpit area. You've got the handles. You've got a front intake. Then you got these very pointy, like, triangular wings on either side. Um, I love the bottom of this, though, where it's got, like, all these, like, huge... It's just got really big, like, thrusters and stuff. Like, this looks like it's capable of VTOL. It's also interesting to note that apparently within uh, Reconquista, uh, F-Rug is just a generic term for a subflight system. And that's really funny. So we don't, like... Maybe this has a more specific name than the F-Rug. We don't know. This is one that is only ever referred to as an F-Rug, but they also call the Fry Shop an F-Rug. They call a thing we're going to talk about in a minute uh, 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 an F rug, uh, the tricky pack for the fucking uh, for the G-Self. Gundam. They call it an F rug. That's very like, funny. Yeah. To Tamino just doing Tamino things. Yo, the next thing's incredible. By the way, I just opened it up ahead of time. Uh, next we have the, the, the so that one was a very classic subflight system. This one is, but in a weird way. We've got the Langabine. The Mega Rider's back! Which is a Mega Rider, but, like, I like this. It's so weird looking. Um, it's like a more minimalist Mega Rider. Uh, it still has, like, the two foot pedals. Uh, it just has, like, a normal seat, I guess you would sit on. Or lock it onto. Uh, it's got two sensors on the sides that you can see near the front. It looks like it has a long snoot. does have the cannon. Um, a motorcycle-type high-speed mobile unit. That's a good descriptor of this uh and then yeah you got like the two little back thruster wings this is basically just um it's like a modernized version of the mega rider incidentally the colors on it are interesting because even though this is actually uh written by like the wushas um it's actually colored the way the cat she's are colored i also really like like it's just a it's just a i don't know this just feels like a a classic uh gyobu uh, detail to me i i mixed up i i combined ipe and gyobu to make make gyobi um but like com- look at the mega rider and the way a mobile suit sits in that where it looks very relaxed whereas to sit in the langbing you have to be leaning forward in an aggressive mm-hmm. way that i just think conveys a lot yeah, which, I mean, it wouldn't matter if you're on a mobile suit, right? It doesn't need to be comfy, because no. it's a mobile suit. No, but it um, just, but it does, like, convey the imagery of, like, speed and aggression in a good way. Yeah, in a really cool way. Oh, I love this next one, too! The ladle! <laughs> this is also one used by the pirates, and also used by uh, grimoires. This is a better a fry shop. Yeah, because it's, like, a little round one. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, just it's, like, little, it's, it's just a little bug boy. Yeah, I, I like that. It's called a ladle, I'm assuming, because it literally does look like a ladle. Like, it's got, like, this kind of, like, dipped-in top, and it's circular. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, like, fully circular, unlike the Fry Shop, which is, like, more... It's round, but it's not circular. Um, Man, Reckon Wista has such fucking good names. <laughs> God, the ladle. That's the ladle and funny. the Fry Shop. 
God. Th- this is great, though. Yeah, no, you just dip the grimoire in this, apparently. Um, let's see. And then we have another one in this series, the Belay. Belay? Oh, yeah, this is another one. God, this is pirate... This is more, this is more Dodai-ish, but yeah. Yeah, I forgot that the fucking, uh, the pirates had so many goddamn uh, sub-flight systems. I guess it makes sense. <laughs> much much like Mafti definitely needing theirs, when you're doing stuff on Earth, it makes sense to have these, because making flight-capable mobile suits is actually probably very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this one's uh, like a more classic Dodai design. It does have like this uh, machine cannon. Um, it looks like we see it doing like other things too, besides like being a sub-flight system, like is transporting cargo there in the one mm. gallery image. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just a cool, like I said, the colors just work really well for me is probably why I like it so much too. Yeah. Um, it makes me think of, oh man, what's that? There's a candy I'm thinking of. That's like the, it's like the squares of like dark chocolate with like caramel in the middle. Rollos? No, no wait, those, Rolos are, those are around. Yeah. yeah, that's not square. What I feel this? like it starts with an R. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, uh, a recent is what I'm thinking of. What is it? Here, I'll send you a picture of some recent. So know yeah. that there is caramel in the middle of this. It's it's a it's oh. a thing that you see on store shelves surprisingly often, given the fact that I, I basically no one ever buys it. I don't understand. Huh. It's just dark, there. Dark chocolate with caramel sounds good. Is the it thing. is good. It is good. Yeah, I, I like dark chocolate and I like caramel. So that yeah. Um, for our final subflight system, we have the Dubby. Which is uh, two F rugs, kind of built together. Yeah, um, still has a middle strut. I do like that the sensor is actually placed backwards instead of towards the front middle. Mm. Um, I just think it's like a neat like design point to have like that middle section actually be on the back with the camera there. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it's just got two handles for I assume Capital Army mobile suits to so, like the catchy and stuff to ride on. Um, I, I like I like this design actually too just because it does in fact it you know it's interesting because it both looks like it looks like you slap two jets together but in a way that like is also kind of like realistic because this reminds me of like it looks almost like a stealth bomber or something because of mm-hmm. its design um it does have a two barrel Vulcan gun and it also has a five tube missile launcher I'm assuming the missile launcher is probably located more on the bottom because the idea is you would be flying above with these so. That makes sense. Sure, sure. That, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a 5 tube missile launcher located on main body. So I'm assuming it's the center, that means, if it's located on the main body. Um, so, yeah, probably near the, the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's just a cool design. That's a cool subflight system. Uh, it's just too... It looks like, again, if you were to, like, remove the middle and then, like have just like the wing on either side it would be like a really rudimentary one so it just looks neat mm-hmm. <laughs> having them also together. uh shout out to another um one that we've already covered but uh, uh it doesn't doesn't get much cooler than the Einrad. yeah or the twin rad yeah just fucking sick friends but um, they're we already covered them and uh you know 
Yeah, I'm actually doing a quick double check because I'm just seeing if there's anything missing from the list that isn't mm-hmm. like something like you mentioned intrinsically tied to a suit or something because there are those. Um, no, I think we got basically all of them from what I'm seeing at a quick cursory glance. Yeah, I mean, you know, we can it, it, once you start expanding the scope, you start getting into stuff like the uh, dendrobium and yeah, or all like that. the or like the high mega or the mega launcher for the um hyakushiki and all that like Mm -hmm. you start you start getting weird when you start counting all that Um, so i think i think for now and you know listen if we miss stuff uh just please let us know very happy to uh very happy to add them um to our to our cleanup list which will you know once it gets a little bigger we will we will do a cleanup episode it's not quite big enough right now to be a full episode um, thing I'm curious about, have we gotten any questions? Yes, we have. Okay. So you may remember now, last time we did questions, we did, the, I said we had two, and I'm reading one of them. Right, 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 yep. What's the other one? So the other question, again, also from Vi on Twitter, thank you, Vi. A hypothetical. Pick a show or series that is not Mecha, and add Mecha as an integral part of the now-altered show. For example, take Fate replace heroic spirits with heroic mecha which shows would improve which series should totally do it oh see because here's my thing about mecha is i this is the thing i say when i think about things i think theoretically you don't have to fundamentally change the structure of anything to accommodate mecha like most shonen things uh Mm. especially like our action shows i should say uh I'm trying to think, though. I'm looking... I don't, I don't know if I agree, because I feel like the instances I can think of where Mecha are sort of just tossed in, for example, like when in Reiwa era Common Rider, they get one form that is just a huge-ass Mecha, it fucking sucks. That is fair. I guess I was thinking of it more making the show more around the Mecha, rather than the Mecha themselves being a one-off gimmick, I guess, mm-hmm. is what I was thinking more. Okay, fair. Well, just with the spirit of this question um all right like, so looking my I, i'm looking at my list of anime and i'm like hmm, what would be better with mecha i don't know like i still want the original show to exist i'm not trying to erase the original show right mm-hmm. initial d just with racing mecha with racing mecha and like you know low-key dueling Everyone wants to make f91 but the f91 that was in their head when they just heard the name f91 <laughs> I just want, like, I just want to see Takumi drifting in a Zaku 1. And everyone's God. like, it's a Zaku 1. How's he keeping up? <laughs> uh, I know it's not from Initial D, but my brain just popped to multi-track drifting, but with a mobile zoom. I'm like, I don't even know how that, I don't know how that goes, but that's fine. You just do that with a gun tank. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm thinking about it like what could be improved i'm like looking at my like list of anime Mm -hmm. see i have part of my brain is like i should take an anime that i think is kind of mid and make it more exciting with mecha rather than an anime i already like because if with an anime i already like i feel weird doing it that's fair i problem is i'll all the anime i have are anime that i like so it's like Mm -hmm. uh i don't want to add mecha to this though because i like it as it is right like well, here's really... the nice thing. Here's here's what's good for me is I can open up a list of every show we've covered on Oops All Anime. 
God. Yeah, uh, I guess you do have just that. just start scrolling through this. Um, and so far, mm-hmm. I'm not seeing... Okay, I'll find something. The thing the is... Of, the version of Legend of Galactic Heroes where they have Mecha instead of uh, the little fighters. I That would be better. That would be better. I actually like the fighters a lot, though, in Legend of Galactic Heroes is the thing. I, I like the fighters a lot, but I feel like if you added an element more of, like, of mixing... I, I think one of the things that is, to me, missing... And I haven't watched enough Legend of the Galactic Heroes. You can tell me I'm wrong. Um, I would like to watch more. But I really wish there was more of an element of, like, the clash between, like, you know, your leader types and then, like... They, they, you, the you get to directly confront culture. each other, right? Right. The thing. Well, it's that, and it's also just like, I mean, I want to have, like, Reinhardt having to convince an ace pilot that his plane is good, you know? That, oh, you know what, that's fair. I want the co- the clash of the cultures between the command types and the, the ace types, and, you know, and Reinhardt being like, listen, I had this great plan, and this ace didn't follow it. But he flew so fucking good, we won anyway. What do, what does this mean? What do I think about this? Also, how to link this? This is my favorite ship from Legend of Galactic Heroes. So this is the Empire's like standard fighter, and I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Duh, it's the, it is kind of basically Wakuna. a mecha, is the thing. It has, yeah, it has maneuvering arms basically, and like can like twist and stuff, and like the design of it is in such a way. Like I really love if you look at like um this image that the swivel on this is designed in such a way that it can actually like swivel the wings through the gap in the thrusters back there if necessary clever it's just a really cool machine is the thing Mm -hmm. um but yeah i'm just oh you see my part of my brain's like oh i should be able to easily answer this but then the other part of me is like every time i add it to something though besides like like i said legend of galactic heroes could be a fun idea but even then i'm like having some reservations about it yeah i mean part of the part of the thing Mm. is i I, if your show has mecha in it it doesn't need to be about mecha but they need to be a pretty major part of the theme and and setting and so it's hard for me to be like oh just toss it in here because i think then it would suck madoka but they but they are in another dimension having mecha fights with the witches you know they they technically exist in the setting but they should wait, do what? more no this is a different oh oh, oh sorry i uh, thought you were saying no, 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 i was like no, wait no, 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 what the movies um, must get wild <laughs> they technically exist in the setting but ruby could stand to do a lot more with mecca oh yeah um yeah uh, you like know, said, what, you know what I, okay here's something i wish had mecca in it hmm. six god combination god mars you piece of shit uh that's pretty good good answer um you know here's the thing ala star could have put mecha in it because the ships are basically just worse mecha because they're grappler ships and i know some people like that and i just i sometimes i like it and sometimes i go god i just wish they had mecha instead when instead of having a ship that has an arm that holds a gun yeah i hear you i hear you it's like one of the examples i can think of um I'm looking, I, sh- I have the wizardry OVA here, so I'm like, ah, the wizardry OVA where they pilot fantasy mecha. God, wizardry OVA. They just made OVAs of everything in the late 80s. It's so fucking funny. 
I mean, Actually, there was just there was just so much money. Like, legitimately, there was so much money. Yeah. <laughs> and then Gotta, the bubble quick, burst. Quick, quick thing about the wizardry OVA, by the way, because it's an OVA, it's still hyper violent and it's hilarious because they go in a room full of people who are like turbo gore dead but also they're like if we bring the remains to the temples we can revive them because that's a mechanic from the games that's an inherent part of the wizardry universe so it doesn't matter that like people are like torn in half and stuff they can like just revive them which i think is incredibly funny uh amusing ova it's not like good per se but i think it's amusing okay oh mm. Mm. this is an easy answer that i should have had from the jump Mm -hmm. girls in panzer (laughs) <laughs> just with Mecca. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. It would have kicked ass. Um, see, in my head, when I think of things that can be improved with Mecca, actually, what I typically have actually been thinking of, like, in my head with answers I haven't said, I want to add them to more fantasy things. Mm. Because I think that just could be more fun. Because the problem is I don't care as much about fantasy, I think, is the thing. Like, mm. in the aesthetics of fantasy all that much. I sometimes can be really into it. But also, if you add giant robots to a, an aesthetic of fantasy, I think it's just cool. <laughs> um, like, Slayers wouldn't work. Like, thinking of, like, fantasy things. Slayers is comedy-oriented, and that wouldn't work with Mecha. And also, listen, as given is. how powerful Lena is, they would get Don't give Lena a Mecha. Do not give Lena <laughs> well, in for some Mecha. She, Lena would not want a Mecha. She'd be like, this thing gets in my fucking way. <laughs> yeah. That show fucking rules. Um, good show. Good show. I'm just trying to think. Uh, other fantasy anime, Vampire Hunter D. I mean, they are in a turbo future in that. Vampire mm-hmm. Hunter D is a cool OVA. Also, damn, late '80s, just a good time. Um, yeah, I, like, I, I guess I brought up a couple examples, so I don't have to feel bad. It's just hard. This is a hard question, actually. Yeah. Makes, yeah, it's tough. Just, you got to think about it now i'm like okay now let's skip out of anime and i'm gonna open up my like tv section uh what if they had uh star trek with mecca which is completely antithetical to like everything about star trek we are explorers they say as they deploy mecca i mean yes they they deploy ships that have weapons on them so that they're just explorers thing does kind of sometimes fall flat because they are literally on giant ships with torpedoes and basically like giant phasers and they can destroy a planet with their exploration ship if they wanted point counterpoint yeah one they could deploy mobile workers two can you imagine how bad the star trek aesthetic would look applied to mecha (laughs) oh yeah yeah like i like star trek's aesthetic generally but like specifically as the cheesy thing that it is yeah, um, it does. It it would not work. It would I, not work for Mecha. I see Thunderbolt Fantasy, and I think God, it would be cool if there was a Mecha puppet thing. But then I remember that X Bomber exists, also known as Starfleet, which is in fact a Gonagai, like Super Mario Nation thing, which fucking rules. I watched like two episodes of it. It's really cool. Um, I I mean the puppet things are just fun to me anyway. But uh, okay. What if you had to? Okay, what if you had to muv love an anime? What explain? Oh, are you not familiar? Okay, so Muv Love. I know Muv Love is like a weird H game that people keep trying to assure me. Like in the past, like people from ten years ago tried assuring me. No, it's actually good, and also it has robots. You should like it. And my brain just looked at it and went, "No." <sighs> so Muv Love but... basically like. I I am not here to endorse its quality. I haven't played enough to know that. 
Um, but basically, like, the first game was just a straightforward school dating sim H game, right? Uh-huh. Um, with, of Wait, course, did it most... not have the robots? It did not have the robots, because the second <laughs> one, the second one is basically, my understanding is basically the main character wakes up, and he is still the same person from that game, but he wakes up and it's like, oh, instead of being at school, I'm at military school because I'm a commander of a bunch of the characters from the previous dating sim, only now they're all mecha pilots and I'm their in-training commander and we're at war for the fate of the Earth? What the fuck is going on? Excuse me? Okay, I didn't know that about it. Yeah, um, Muffled and I, goes I, I probably was told this about it and I completely forgot because that just sounds ridiculous. Okay. So take take an anime and have like a spin-off or sequel that transplants everything just very suddenly, very jarringly into a mecha setting. <laughs> Laid back mecha camp, you know, do something. I'm th- okay. Hmm. Just thinking of like all like my problem is when you mention that like what it is in the first game to the second, my brain just goes, ah, I have to do this to like a slice of life or like something like do that. It. Like something do it. relaxed. Um I mean that's basically what they did. That first game is basically a slice of life, yes. That's so funny to me to hear that. That is just incredibly funny to me. Um You know, Smile from Ping Pong the Animation would be a great ace pilot. He would be a fucking murderer. <laughs> oh, I guess also, sorry, real quick thing, Utena, but when they have their duels, they have mecha instead. Sure. Instead of having magical swords. Yeah. And specifically, uh, the mecha is somehow, like, a-, a light is pulled out of Anthe, and instead of just being a sword that she pulls out, it's like, um, it's like a, like, um, a, a button, like a switch, and you hit it, and then the mecha comes out. <laughs> Ridiculous in my head, just thinking about all the possible ways you reinterpret that, like the sword pulling out into something relating to mecha. Um, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> something slice of life. Okay, okay. This is this is a weird pull. Okay. Um, are you familiar with Skullface bookseller Honda-san? Yes, I am. I want that as a mecha show. I wanted about a guy who sell who works at a mecha like dealership and just is sort of like this like depressed slice of life about how weird it is selling mecha to people. God. So one of the ideas I've had for a story before has actually been like, what if it only focused on the mecha developers and not actually like any soldiers on either side? And I'm trying to figure out if I know any anime that I can adapt to do that with. Oh, that is similar, but you know, we just covered literally, we put out the episode today, which Uh dates when we're recording this is Miss Kuroitsu from the monster development department, which is about a lady who works in the monster development for a toku villain organization. Oh, that sounds fun. It's great. Uh, we had a good time with I just, that. But I also... just think it would be really funny, like, if you had, like, especially, like, if it was, like, a following a monolith company like Anaheim, like, in that idea, where mm. it's like, oh, they are developing for both sides in this conflict, and you have, like, this poor designer who is like, uh, okay, I've got to make this... Uh, I've got to figure out how to make this work and they have all these requests and I don't know how to fulfill them. And then also there's like corporate espionage bullshit because there are people who are like, you know, part of the dev team that's selling to the other side. So they're trying to steal information, <laughs> etc. But all of it is like office drama and no actual mecha combat. Like you maybe see a cool mecha like in design, but you never see it in action. I, I want, just think that would be funny. I think you're like your like your PV, your video to like advertise the show, to pitch it is mm-hmm. like it's you know, you have like your your like, you know, 
mid-twenties, maybe early thirties anime lady, and she's asleep, and she gets woken up by a call, and she like she like she like like quickly like hastily puts on her glasses. She looks incredibly tired, and they're like, "You have to get to the office right now." She's like, "Right now?" She's like, "Right now," and she gets in, and they're like, "What the hell is this?" And like, it's a beam saber it's like yeah it's a beam saber this is a zeon mobile suit you cannot let them know that we know how to make beam sabers take this off right now god so just any kind of situation like that has always been funny to me like that idea of like just the people like doing the office positions for like mecha development when it's not tied to a military but rather uh like a private corporation is just really funny in my head and i know that i should apply this to its uh, like to an anime in the vein of the question but my brain is just like now i've just come up with my own original mecha show that is just an office drama that features really cool mecha that you never see in action that you only see in like stills where they occasionally look at them or like maybe you see blueprints occasionally but never like moving actively because the test pilots are a different team so they don't actually get to see them tested or anything i just think that would be incredibly funny as a conceit for an anime um, you have you have you have again another another scene of the lady of the lady that's like talking to her coworker like oh, well we managed to switch it just in time it is a it is a now it is a neo zeon design not a federation design you sure you didn't forget anything i'm sure i didn't forget anything i feel like i forgot some it has the federation v <laughs> so has the crotch v uh god so my, my, my cheap out answer here would be, uh, I want a pop team epic that's all mecha parodies at, at, at that time. You know what I want is I want IP police to get an anime is actually what I want, um, which is becomes like other comic, which has a lot of Gundam parodies, such as my favorite four coma, which is Hiro Yui going to tear the invitation in half. And then Relena just being like, it's laminated. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just sitting there in the background trying to do that while she's doing the scene from the ending where she's petting the dog with her foot <laughs> or, or uh the other one where uh it's shiroko moving a table uh i'll only say that much and i'll just send you the comic hold on i need to find it okay okay uh while i do that you, you uh is there any other questions beyond that one out of nope, curiosity? not at the moment uh please send any more questions uh at six step bar on twitter s-a-x-d-e-t-t-m-a-r that's also where you send any requests you have any comments dms are open um uh and six where can people find you on the internet though uh so, so, yeah six step bar as i mentioned and then also oh, wait, said... com or patreon i didn't, com I didn't hear you spell it i didn't hear you spell it <laughs> Uh, maybe I didn't. S i x d e t t m a r. That's um, a, that's like my brain's like trigger for going like okay, you've said your piece now is because you've spelled your name out. Um, oh, you know what? What if you were to put Mecca in Skate the Infinity? Wait, they did that and it sucked. Oh no. I, okay, so here's the one comic, by the way. <laughs> All right, fair enough. That's pretty good. And then, ah, here it is. I don't, ah, I don't have the translated one. You don't need the translation. It's just Sarah and, 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 uh, Shiroko moving a table. You can, you can see how this goes. (laughs) Uh, that's, that's pretty funny. I love, I always love seeing the face. Um, for the record, so for rec- for the record, the uh, skate the infinity with Mecca was a was a dunk on Eureka Seven. Oh, <laughs> oh, 
see, I, I've heard that the show's all right, and the thing I've heard all the bad stuff about is everything that comes after. Yeah, I don't actually mind Eureka Seven. I just you know wanted to. Oh, uh, okay. Dunk. You know me. Fair enough. Um, one more. I I just I'm so glad the Pop Team Epic guy makes lot V Cub makes lots of uh very funny to me uh. IP police ships. I want this one translated though, because I want to know what's going on here. I, I just know that this is a bound dock drawn in the pop team epic style, and I love this. I love this. I love this. Look at how fucking adorable that bound dock is. Man, I wish the actual bound dock looked that good. Fucking rude. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I can't bring this up with you. All right. Anyway, you can find me at lowpolyrobot on twitter.com. Uh, I post robots. I post video games that I'm playing. Uh, otherwise, I do mechanista. You're already here. You found me. Um, yep. Alright, what's our closer for subflight systems? Because we kind of just went over every show, Fuck. so... I have no idea! Uh... Subflight system quotes. No one's gonna have a quote about it! I don't think anyone in the show has ever gone, uh... The, I, I don't even know what they would say, actually. Let's see. Uh, okay, well, I'm gonna... Okay... Alright, so this is what this is what Google has provided me. If I'm in your starting five, you will never need a sub and I'm never looking down, so I always know what's up. What? Th that's Drake, apparently. Okay. Thanks, Google. <laughs> Alright. Peace. Amuro. フリムカナイデ宇宙の彼方に輝く星はアムロお前の生まれたふるさとだ覚えているかい少年の日のことを温かいぬくもりの中で目覚めた朝をアムロ見せぬもの見せぬものただ明日へと明日へと永遠に